Hey, welcome to Bollocks Talks and Tangents. Uh, we're here at 634. We're in Studio B at the 904 Now Studio. And uh, we got a great show for you. I got Blake Blevins in studio with me somewhere in there. There he is right there. Uh, so you got the Blevins boys all day today uh, for the next hour. And we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. We have uh, Crimes and Criminals along with fashion fads so uh so many different things to talk about of course we always have our word origins uh our whiskey of the week which i didn't bring up blake oh my gosh i forgot my whiskey of the week so we might have to go to your camera i'm going to pull my whiskey of the week and i'm going to drink it out of my sheriff's all right fine coffee mug Uh, i'll I'll do it i'll do it when you do your word origin um, but the first thing we got to talk about, we got to talk about our amazing sponsors that we have. Uh, we just have such a fun group to work with. Uh, City Gate Distillery and St. Augustine Distillery. I will be drinking uh, one of the City Gates uh, Distillery whiskeys. I haven't selected it yet, but I, I will do that. Um, Cheshire's Customs and Collisions, those guys, they can fix up your car. Best paint guys in town. Whatever you need done over there, go check them out. Abear Kresge and Associates, uh, they're my CPA. They kept me out of so much trouble. They're the best in town. Don't try and do your taxes on your own. If you're starting a business, go talk to these guys. Get set up right. Uh, they'll save you so much money in the beginning doing it right. All right. Meehan's Irish Pub, three bars in one. They got the backyard. They got the oyster bar upstairs, and they got the pub downstairs. Always great food. Tell them about how great their mac and cheese is, Blake. It's really good. Let's not be too excited in there. Um, I, 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 I have a lot of hype in here. A lot of hype. My hype man, Blake Blevins, over there just going crazy. Um, but they're on Sponsor Row where you'll, you'll find a lot of our sponsors. Another one on Sponsor Row, St. Augustine Pirate Museum. St. Augustine Pirate Museum, they are... Um, the, the best museum in town, in my opinion, they have over 800 artifacts. Uh, the original uh, Jolly Rogers, one of them in there. Uh, check them out if you got family coming in town. It's a must-see in St. Augustine. Check them out. All right. Try, try, uh, do you have a drive throw in there? So I, I, I can hear like 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 trying try, try, trying to get the words out. But is your throat dry? Need, need need a little bit of whiskey? I need, I need some whiskey soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that in just a second. Um, but River and Fort talking about having good whiskey. They have one of the best bourbon selections in town. Am I looking at this camera or this one, Blake? That, okay, I only got that, one. That, 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 that one because I don't want to see the empty chair that, that Lenny should be in because, because he bailed on us to go to Croatia. Yeah, how dare him. All right, but uh, So I only got one camera to worry about today. Yes. Oh, okay. That's, that makes it super easy. Um, but uh, River and Fort, they have a great bourbon selection. They have the best view in town. You know what you can see when you're there, Blake? Le River and Le Fort. River and Fort. That's exactly it. I don't know if you became French all of a sudden. What's going on in there? Pop the boopy. Uh, all right. Um, and finally, but definitely not least... Palm Valley Golf Course, uh, nine-hole golf course. It's the best golf course to learn in. Uh, if you want to pick up the game of golf, they have the best driving range in town. They have the tracer system where they have bays. You can hit the golf ball out there. You can play multiple 
golf courses around the world on this Tracer program. It's so much fun. Go go check them out. It's easy uh, to get in and out of and the most affordable golf around town. Yeah. All right. Blake, you know what? Uh, we got Word Origins. I'm going to let you go first. All right. Are you prepared to go first, sir? Yes, I am prepared to go right. first. So give, stay on that camera because I'm getting drinks. All right. Now they're, they're covered this way, so so you're blocked. So I'm blocking the view. All right. All right. So my war origin. So my first one is uh, have a taste of your own medicine. I, 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 I think you told me like this like a couple times when I was younger. Oh yeah. I'll give you a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So this phrase came from an Aesop fable. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so it's based on a story about a swindler who sells fake medicine, claiming they can cure anything. Mm. So basically, so basically, modern pharmaceutical companies today. <laughs> and then, basically, when the guy falls ill, people give him his own medicine, which he knows it will not work. Have, have a taste of your own medicine. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Our whiskey of the week, Blake. It is. You want some? By the way. No, 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 I'm driving. All right, that's right. Um, peanut butter whiskey, it is by Citygate Spirits. All right, if you have not tried this, it is one of the most unique whiskeys out there. It is yummy. Um, Derek and I have had it many, many times, and it's one of my favorites. It comes out of Citygate. You need to check out Citygate and their tasting. Uh, they have some really, really cool. Uh, what was that? You okay? I accidentally dropped my mic. You drop your mic. Mic drop. We had a mic drop from Blake. No, no, no. That, uh, mic drops a genetic show. Oh, that's a different show. Uh, all right. So my first word origin, and I've done this to you too, Blake. Read you the riot act. If you act up, you get read the riot act. All right. And believe it or not, this was an actual law that was in place. It was put in place uh, in 1714. It was a British law, and if people started acting up, uh, the officer would start reading the riot act to them, and then he had to disperse. If they didn't disperse, they would have been arrested, and they would have been fined. So when you read someone the riot act, that means you better calm down, and you better start acting right. And I didn't realize, I thought it was just a saying like, Okay, if people are writing, you know, I didn't realize it was really a law in 1714 Britain. Yeah, so when did you read me the Riot Act? You want to go? Oh, you want to know the time I read you the Riot Act? Blake only got in trouble, I think, three times his entire life. You only got suspended once or uh, put on restrictions once. He decided that he wanted uh, a Twitter account, and I wouldn't let him have a Twitter account. How old were you? Like 11? Yeah, I was like. Yeah, 10, actually. You're like 10 years old, and I I wouldn't let you have a Twitter account. You were too young to have a Twitter account. Um, But he went ahead and did it anyway. He broke Dad's rule. And I found out because he friended his uncle, who said, oh, I read Blake's Twitter. (laughs) So he wasn't, you know, he's a smart kid. but, But, Blake, tell him why you wanted to have a Twitter account. Uh, it was to follow a couple of NASCAR drivers. He just wanted to follow. I thought it was wrestling too. It was NASCAR. Yeah, it was mainly that. It was mainly NASCAR. I, I was out of wrestling, but um, yeah. So he wanted to follow. I think Denny Hamlin at the time, or mm-hmm. one of those guys, yeah. and he just wanted to follow them on Twitter. Completely innocent. He was, but but he broke the rule, and you got read the Riot Act, and you lost all your technology for like two weeks. 
Yeah, it was more like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. You, you that's the that's the only tr- time you really, really were in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but, 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 but even then, by like months, like even then, like that's still like low to like what most kids got. So at least I'm thankful for that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good, Blake. I think you should try it. Oh, man, that's so so good. That peanut butter. Yeah. Um. All right, Blake. What's your second word origin? All right. All right. So 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 no so no like most of us. So so you so has have you been sick recently? Or, or, or I should say, have you been feeling under the weather? Under the weather? Yeah. No, I don't think I have. But do I look like I'm under the weather? Uh, I don't know. Does the maybe, maybe a little bit of, of, of the stress got to you? Maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. All but right. Uh, what? what? All, right. All right. So under the weather came from came from like the like the original pirates, like so basically like the the original like like sea travelers. So it's so basically on the high seas when the winds would start to blow. Yeah. The the water became rough. The crewmen and travelers would go below deck and down to their cabins in order to ride out the storm and avoid becoming seasick. In this, which in its way, they were under the weather. Got it. Nope. I, and I have read that one before. I don't think we've done it on the show. I have read that one before. All right. My, my word origin, uh, the final word origin I have is called to the carpet. Do you have an, any idea what that means? Um, I'm I, I'm not 55 years old, so no. All right, called to the carpet means you basically get called into the principal's office. You get called into your boss's office or something along those lines. All right, so you get called to the carpet. If you did something wrong, and you got to explain yourself, you're called to the carpet. And and it, it, and, and it's because like 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 most of like the offices are are, are are like fancy like carpeting. You would think that. All right, so the word carpet. Um, actually originally meant thick cloth, okay? So it meant thick cloth. So it could be a drape. It could be a carpet, what we call it today, a carpet like we walk on, or or it could mean a tablecloth, mm-hmm. all right? When you're called to the carpet, in this case, it actually meant a tablecloth because most of the officials and the bosses had tablecloths. So if you were called to the carpet, that means you had to sit at the official table and explain what happened and how you did it. So it, it had nothing to do with what we walk on as a carpet. It had to do with the table in which you sat in front of. So I thought that was pretty cool. And people did their business on tablecloths, like like instead well, of just like eating. Well, well, you had tablecloths, but it was it was thick. It was like uh, uh, more like a decorative uh, okay. design uh, for like a, say a governor's office or something along those lines. Okay, uh, it wasn't it wasn't like the tablecloth uh, of today. And a lot of you got to remember. A lot of tables at that time were very primitive. They didn't have the planers, and they didn't have some of those things in the more remote areas. Mm-hmm. So that's so. Don't get called to the carpet, because I will read you the riot act, even if you're under the weather. Yeah, I, but I, I, I definitely hope I, I I stay under the weather while while not having to try a taste of my own medicine. Yeah, well, there you go. I knew you. I knew you could at least join in on the fourth one. So. All right, Blake. Uh, I say we do criminals first, crimes and criminals. Which one you want to start with? I, I, you, you're pushing all the buttons, so you get to choose. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say so. I'm going to say criminals and crimes first. All right. Well, um, which 
Which which criminal? Because you did you did more criminals where I did more crimes. I have some criminals, but I did more crimes uh, than than criminals. I have I have five written down. Well, but, but you told me, and so so it's basically so, so for those who don't know, so 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 normally like the hosts like get together and say like, okay, here's the topics. Mm-hmm. When my dad texted me the topics, he he only said fashion fads and criminals. He didn't say crimes and criminals. So yeah, but it's our show. We can change it whenever we want. Okay, and when, we go, and when we go down tangents, we can do whatever we want to do. Okay, yeah, All right, yeah, sure. All right, so I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you. My five, and you get to pick, and you give me yours, and I'll pick from yours. Okay. Uh, uh, you give me. I, I'll tell you what. Let's start with three. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to do St. Valentine's Day. All right. The Gardner Museum heist, or Timothy McVeigh. I'm going to say hmm, Timothy McVeigh. All right, Timothy McVeigh. All right, Oklahoma City bomber. Mm. All right, Timothy McVeigh. Not a nice human being. All right. On April 19, 1995, Timothy McVeigh, former U.S. Army soldier. Do you know anything about Timothy McVeigh? I, I don't know the name, but I do know about the Oklahoma City. Okay. Timothy McVeigh is the man who, who loaded up a truck with two and a half tons of homemade explosives. He drove it into the Alfred Murray uh, Federal Building and detonated, killing 168 people, injuring 800. All right? The worst part was 16 of them were children in the daycare facility. Uh, And he basically did it because uh, of the way uh, of what happened at Waco, Texas. It was kind of him as a revenge, uh, revenge on the government for what happened at Waco. All right. The reason I did this one, Blake, and because people are like, okay, well, that was that story's, he's kind of a horrible human being. By the way, he was executed in 2001. Mm-hmm. He was executed in June of 2001. And when did the bombing happen? Like 1990? 95. Oh. 1995. All right. The house we lived in when you were born was on Drake Road in St. Augustine. All right. The knocker on that house said McVeigh on it. All right? So it said McVeigh on it, and I never changed it. I bought the house in 93. I never changed it until 1995. But for two years, my knocker, it was well before you were born. Okay. Well before you were born. You were born in 2001. Said McVeigh on it. So immediately, I took a uh, a wire brush and scratched it out. Scratched, scratched out the name that was engraved in the brace, brass knocker. Oh boy! And, and for the record, the house the house that I previously belonged to was not like that McVeigh's, right? No, it was no relation whatsoever. Okay. I bought no, it, no FBI door. Nope. I bought I bought it from uh, someone named McVeigh, mm-hmm. and I just left it on the knocker until. Uh, the day the day of that bombing, I I immediately scratched it out the day of the bombing. Okay, all right. Um, what you got? Give me give me your three. All right, I'm marking out McVeigh. All right, so my three are the Zodiac Killer. Okay, Harold Shipman or Kevin Mitnick. I don't know. 
the other two. So Mitnick, let's go with Mitnick. All right, yeah. All right, so Kevin Mitnick. He so so I chose him because because, because like unfortunately like the other two are a bit dark. So one like a little bit of a lighter one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Mitnick was a was was a cyber criminal. So, okay. And 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 and, and not, not like not like our like iPhone like cyber criminal. More, more like our Macintosh cyber criminal. So so he actually started in like in like 1980 I think and when he was just like a teen uh, so, and basically in 1981 he was he was uh, charged with the crime of stealing the commu- uh, the stealing the computer manuals from Pacific Bell and he basically hacked into the and he also hacked into the to the digital equipment corporation network to make copies of the former software but but the re- re- reason that he is uh, particular in pop culture is because his crimes inspired the 1983 movie War Games. Mm. Oh, nuclear! Um, all right, I, that's a trivia question. And the people that are watching uh, in the movie War Games, do you know what the password was that ended up uh, saving? I'm, it's kind of a, a killer. You know what the password was? For the computer, the government computer, that was the back door that saved the day. Well, well, well I also think this name was part part of a U two album. Was it Joshua? Yeah, Joshua is it. It was the son son's name of uh, I, probably somebody about like McVeigh. Yeah, or not McVeigh. What's his name? Mick? Uh, uh, Mitnick. But, Mitnick. But, yeah, okay. but, but even after his like crimes in like nineteen eighty one. So he was later arrested for that, sent to prison. Even like even then, like once he was released, he didn't stop. Like 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 he still had like multiple counts of wire fraud and computer fraud, and and, and also kept like avoiding like 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 arrest warrants. Like e like like e like even though like 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 even though, even after it was like two years like after he was caught. So he he kept doing it. He so he he never never stopped. No, awful human being, but at least it wasn't deadly. All right. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Some some of the ones I got. It's dark. All right. All right Saint Valentine's Day. I'm, here's here's the three you're choosing from. Saint Valentine's Day, Gardner Museum heist, or Sid Vicious. Uh I'm got to say Sid Vicious. Oh. Sid Vicious. Do you know who Sid Vicious was? The pro wrestler. No. Well, there was a pro wrestler, but before that. It was a punk rock guy. He was Sex Pistols. All right. John Simon Ritchie, renamed Sid Vicious, was a member of the influential British punk rock band, the Sex Pistols. All right. Nancy. What's your favorite song from them? Yeah. Why can't I get just one? Screw. That one. Okay. Okay. I can't continue and uh, not lose some ratings. All right. <laughs> um, Nancy Spungen was his girlfriend, and they fought a lot. Um, according to her mother, I, she left her parents. Um, these two were engaged uh, and had a very intense relationship. Uh, the Sex Pistols broke up after a U.S. tour in 1978. Uh, heroin addiction, Sid and Nancy, as a duo, um, they started fighting more and more and became more violent. The two stayed together at Chelsea Hotel on October 12th. The police called to the hotel room and find Spongen dead under the sink with a single stab wound to her abdomen. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, Richie is found wandering the halls and was charged for a murder but released on bail a day later. He went back to jail in December after attacking another musician and was again released on bail. He died less than a day later of a heroin overdose. So Sid Vicious killed his girlfriend 
All right? That's all. Attacked another musician and then overdosed on, on heroin. And I can tell you this. I knew about it, the story and stuff like that, but I really liked the Sex Pistols when I was in high school. Yeah. Do you, have you ever listened to any of their music? I haven't. Unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, but they were kind of at the uh, very beginning of punk rock. Uh, and, you know, they, they, you know, unfortunately, drugs overcame yeah. the, entire, uh, the entire group. But a lot of people I don't think even realize uh, in today's culture what happened with the Sex Pistols and how violent Sid Vicious actually was. Yeah. Yeah, like like the, like 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 a story that sounds similar to that. It, since I'm a wrestling fan, was the Chris Benoit tragedy, like where, where where basically he got he got like a lot of concussions plus steroids as well. Where he unfortunately uh like 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 he was in a bad like head state. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I think like in the autopsy, like like he had like a brain of like an eighty year old. Yeah, I think um, what was that linebacker's name that had that same when they did the autopsy. Uh, play for San Diego. Uh, uh, junior, junior, junior Seau. Junior Seau. Yeah, yeah, it was like like. But unfortunately, Benoit's was like a much darker tale. Where we 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 basically did the same thing as well. Like like he he killed his wife and he also killed his son, then killed himself. Oh gosh, horrible, horrible. Yeah, it's, re- Our, pro wrestling is very dark. I don't want to yeah. go down the, down that road. Yeah, no, we might have to we might have to do some some of that uh, at some point. All right, uh, give me three. I'll choose one. Actually, actually, uh, I only I only wrote down two more after that. So okay, so, what you got? It, it was Zodiac Killer and uh, Harold Sip and Shipman. Let's do the Zodiac Killer. All right, so Zodiac Killer. Okay, so it's so obviously one of the most famous serial killers ever. We and and and, and, and according to uh, Donald Trump, it might have been Ted Cruz's father. Yeah. Oh, he actually said that. I think he did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Or it, it, it was either that, or or, or or he alleged that that Ted Cruz's father killed JFK. Oh my gosh! All right. So anyway, all right. So so basically, uh, so so his his identity is still unknown to this day. Insane. Like, like even with like our, our modern technology, like, with like what like the police has today, like they still don't know who he is. And fortunately, they they can't rub gel on him. Like you, you get the the gel from the. No, I don't get it. What are you? What are you saying? Do we don't 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 you remember like the gel story? Like the, the like the, like the little gel that that they, they could rub on like like loose. Arm. Oh, okay. With, 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 yeah, no. Well, the people to get that story would have had to have watched the morning show. Most of the people officer, on here do already. D. So yeah, I was like, where are you going with that? Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. So basically, so Zoya Killer was a pseudonym for. For the serial killer in Northern, Cal- in Northern California in the 1960s. Uh, between 1968 and December and October 1969, Zoya Killer committed the crimes of killing five people in San Francisco. His main targets were young couples and, and a male cab driver who was alone. The killer himself declared that he has murdered almost 37 people. He named himself Zodiac in, in a number of threatening letters and cards to two regional newspapers. Some were cryptograms or ciphers. Among among them, two remain unsolved. One of them took sixty four years for police to crack. Wow. Yeah. Finally, the crime layer stopped around nineteen seventy four. 
Although the San Francisco Police Department declared that the, that the case was inactive in April of 2004, it was reopened prior to March of 2007. And there is still an open file about Zodiac since 1969. All right. So it, it, did he face a death penalty? Or is he? When did he die? Let me see. I, I haven't looked that up. I, I, I don't think it says. So, so the website I looked up, it didn't say, I think... No, they still haven't found the guy yet. All right. So they still haven't, they, they never, never were able to identify. No. Oh, gosh. All right. All right. Um, the three you have to choose from Lindbergh's Baby. Okay. Gardner's Museum Heist or St. Valentine's Day. Gardner's Museums. Gardner's Museum Heist. All right. Here we go. On, and this is the largest heist of all time in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. All right? Never been caught. Mm-hmm. Never been caught. On March 18th, all right, March 18th, 1990, two thieves committed the largest private property theft in the United States history. Bostonians were all busy during their St. Patrick's Day celebration. All right? The two men were dressed as police officers persuaded as a security guard of uh, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum to let him in. When he let him in, he tied them up and stole 13 works of art of Vermeer, Amonite, five Degazis, and three Rembrandts. The works, estimated value, take a guess how much, how much they were worth, Blake. Oh, I'm going to say like oh, over a million. Three hundred million. Oh God, I was way off. Three hundred million. All right. The two men were never caught, and neither were the artwork has never reappeared. All right. So the Gardner Museum still to this day offers a five million dollar reward for any information leading to the recovery of the paintings and the drawings. Three hundred million dollars. And they never got caught. Are you there? Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm, I was still, still in shock, man. Three hundred million. Holy snikes! All right, what was your last one? You have one more, and I'll do one more. Yeah, yeah. So mine was uh, Harold Shipman. He was uh, he was an English general medicine practitioner. So basically, like like a like a low level doctor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, so he was uh, he was like one of the most like prof- uh, prolific serial killers in modern history. With over, do you want do you want to take a guess? How, how, how many how many think how, how how many kills do you think this guy has? Okay, give me the year. Uh, it was from nine. I think it was from like let's see. It says nineteen seventy five to nineteen ninety eight. Wow! So <laughs> over three decades. So how many deaths? Uh, I'm gonna say ninety-one, two hundred fifty, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, this guy killed two hundred and fifty people. Yeah, and and yeah, and and, and 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 of course, it brought up like questions about like the sanctity of medical professionalism. Like, 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 like doctors are, are like the number one person that we are supposed to trust with our life, and also our privates. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, and 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 and, and, and also, it says that. 
that the, the, the uh, one of the reasons why why he might have a dark personality like 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 his dark moves was like so so he he was apparently a smart child who studied medicine after seeing his mother consume morphine injections due to lung cancer so 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 he had like a tragic like like yeah he kind of had PTSD from his childhood mm-hmm. yeah so what was the motivation for him to kill that many I. Was it just random, like just trying to put him? Was he trying to put him out of their misery, or was he just? I I I I think we just I think I didn't just think evil, I, just evil, just I would say. pure evil. What yeah. was his name again? Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman. Yeah, and so basically, he in two thousand he was charged with with just fifteen counts of murder and one count of forgery and sentenced to life in prison. He uh, he he later committed a. A Jeffrey Epstein in prison. So he he hung himself yeah. in prison. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. All right. Um, I'm going to do Saint Valentine's Saint Valentine's Day. You know what I'm talking about? Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Yep. And the the one where the Chicago mob. Yep. And like and like another mob faction like fought each other. Correct. Yeah. The the two mob mob uh, families gangsters. So he had Scarface, Al Capone. And Bugs Moran uh, were kind of going at it with each other. They had they had a rivalry, mm-hmm. right? This incident took place on Valentine's Day, nineteen twenty nine. It killed six mobsters and one other person that was in there. All right, um, one of Capone's top men, Jack Machine Gun McKern was sure that Moran had tried to kill him twice before he decided to stage a setup designed to kill Moran and some of his men. He lured Moran into a garage at the at 2122 North Clark Street in Chicago by pretending that there was an opportunity to buy cheap whiskey from bootlegging because at that time in 1929 Alcohol was still illegal. Not until 32, and when FDR got in in 33 is when it became legal again. All right? Moran went for it, though he was not one of the seven killed that day. He was either late or saw a police car in front of his house and hid, according to, according to witnesses. The police car Moran might have seen was a fake one. This was part of McKern's plot. Four people entered the garage, two men wearing police uniforms with with two men dressed in plain clothes. The plan was to make it look like a regular raid of bootleggers, and the plan worked perfectly. They basically walked in and just slaughtered everybody in the garage. All right? That's insane. And that that is crazy. Um, but I think, I think it's uh, about our halfway point, so we should end on that one. Uh, I was going to do the Lindbergh baby. I talked a little bit about that. That was probably the largest crime uh, in the last 100 years. It took place in 1932. Uh, Charles Lindbergh's baby got kidnapped. Uh, they did catch catch the person who kidnapped the baby. Um, unfortunately, the the Lindbergh family paid seventy thousand dollars in ransom. The baby was found dead just uh, in the woods, just a couple blocks from the house. And how they caught the guy is they he spent some of that money uh, at a clerk, and the clerk called and said this guy's suspicious. And when they went to the guy's house, the ladder material that he used to kidnap the baby 
was also in the house, and that's how they caught him. Mm. So, wow. all right. But we're talking about gangsters. I'm going to start off with the um, when we come to the fashion. I'm going to start off with zoot suits. Um, but first off, we got to go back through our sponsors and tell them thank you again. Uh, Palm Valley Golf Course. Uh, it is the best. Uh, the best driving range in the community, uh, the cheapest, not the cheapest, the most cost-effective golf you're going to find in St. John's County. Uh, cool little nine-hole executive course. A lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff to uh, see out there. They have the tracer system where they have the bays on the TV. You can hit out into the driving range, pretty much play any course you want to play. Um, next up, River and Fort. River and Fort, Blake. To me, I think it's the best appetizer in town. They have amazing food. Uh, the Grand Tower. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That that like that display is like amazing. Yeah, so it's a tower of just all seafood. Um, if you love seafood, there's not a better appetizer in town. All right, St. Augustine, uh, we're going to stick along Sponsors Row here. St. Augustine Pirate Museum, uh, found right there on the bayfront. Uh, Cindy and the crew over there, go see Captain Mayhem if you want a really great tour. Um, over 800 artifacts, very uh, interactive. You go every time, you're going to find something new every time you go. Um, me hands. Irish Pub. Also, you're going to find something new every time you go. Uh, they have great food, great staff, amazing. Reggie and the and the crew over there always do, do an amazing job. Uh, Kaiser, I think, is back every other Thursday. Um, go check it out. See the guys in the backyard there, uh, Kelly and Hubble. Just they're going to take great care of you. Um, the Shepherd's Pie is the best in town, without a doubt. All right, uh, City Gate sticking along. Sticking on uh, Sponsors Row here, uh, City Gates Distillery and St. Augustine Distillery. Um, these guys, they know how to do it right. I'm drinking today the peanut butter whiskey. Uh, it sounds different. It is different. It's very unique. They figured out the flavors and just make some of the coolest whiskeys and liquors in town. Go check them out. St. Augustine Distillery. They have won national awards for their tasting and uh, their tours. It's the number one uh, distillery tour in the entire country. Uh, they have an amazing product out there. Uh, they have rum, vodka, bourbon, uh, several different uh, uh, types of bourbon. Gin, they have everything you want over there. Go check them out. They, you will not be disappointed. Um, Cheshire Customs and Collisions, if you get a little ding in your car, if you need some work done, or if you just want a new paint job, you know, starting to peel a little bit, and showing a little long in the tooth, or you're doing a restoration, go see Cheshire Custom and Collisions. They actually have the best paint booth in town. They go in, they do it right, they bake your car to make sure it, it dries properly, and uh, state-of-the-art equipment over there at Cheshire. All right. You need a tax person. Everybody needs a tax person. Abear Kreskin Associates are the best. Um, if you're trying to start a new business, if you're trying to plan out how you're going to handle your retirement, go see these guys at Abear Kreskin Associates. They do an amazing job. They've kept me out of trouble for decades, and uh, I so much uh, appreciate the whole staff over there. Um, if you're in a nonprofit, you need an audit done. They do audits. They do everything there is to know in the accounting game. All right, Blake. Um, so fashion fads. Now, you and I, 
I'm not sure why you came up with this topic, but I let you pick this one. So, do you want to lead off, or you want me to lead off? Uh, uh, so you can lead off because no, like you mentioned, like 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 doing zoot suits first, and I already got the photo up. So okay, zoot suits. All right, and I, I'll tell you this, and, and, and we'll say definitely think the photo is a bit appropriate. Blake, did you really just put up that? Oh my gosh, you put up. That's the zoot suit you came up with. You come up with Tom from Tom and Jerry. Okay, that is a zoot suit. Blake, can you find another real zoot suit? Yes, I'll find another. Oh gosh. All right. So, in my opinion, as far as men's fashion goes, gangsters had it right. Man, they knew how to dress. Um, their hats were cool. Their zoot suits were double-breasted and just as as cool as it gets. But it, it sprung from uh, in the late 20s leading into the 30s. And there you go. That's a little bit better right there. Um, and I, I can't think of anything. I'm going to look at it right there. Well, that's a little baggy on the side, but it's it's still cool. And to me, the zoot suits is one of the coolest men's fashions. Like, have you ever seen a zoot suit besides Tom and Jerry? I have not. <laughs> uh, have, did you know it was called a zoot suit? Are you, or did you just know it from Tom and Jerry? That's your whole association with the zoot suit. Yes, unfortunately, yes. So my only association with it is from Tom and Jerry. So that I thought it was appropriate to show the photo just to get an understanding that me and Ty only know zoot suits because of Tom and Jerry. That's that's your entire association with it. Yes. So all right. So is there a men's fashion that you think it could be cooler than the zoot suit? All right. Well, well, well I what, got... what, what do you got? All right, so another one that so one that I went with was a Canadian tuxedo. Okay, I have no idea what that is. What do you think a Canadian tuxedo is? Just 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 guess. It sounds like a movie with bad background. No, no, move your hand so I can see it. Okay. It's a it it it's it all denim everything. So Oh, so, that's horrible. That's actually that was not a fad, was it? Who's who when was that a fad? Celebrities wore it all the dang time. And when when? Who is that even in that? That's Keith Sutherland Jack Bauer. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, all right, so basically, all right, so basically the story comes like so so it happened like by accident in 1951 in Vancouver. As the story goes, American singer Bing Crosby oh love 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 the city of Vancouver so much and and and, and although Crosby has reached a peak by in like 1951, uh, much of the world didn't recognize him. Um, upon checking into his hotel after concluding a hunting trip, Crosby was denied check-in due to the fact that he was underdressed. Wearing a denim on denim outfit feigned by Levi and Strauss rather than three piece suit. The bellhop quickly realized what happened and corrected the situation, making the conscious aware that the denim clad man was no ordinary guest. So Bing Crosby was turned away. See, that was so horrible that the most popular singer of his time was turned away at the hotel. Yes. I went from the coolest suit, and you went straight to the worst suit. And it's called a Canadian tuxedo? Yes. Never heard that before. Do you have anybody more modern? Oh, I guess that was Kiefer, Kiefer Southern. Right. Like, I don't know if he's known for his fashion. 
Is there any athletes? Because athletes now seem to be the ones that set the tr- fashion All trend. Right. All right, I got a good one right here. You got a good one? Who you got? Chuck Norris. Okay, I can't. I'm done. <laughs> done. He can go, then it's the coolest thing again. <laughs> you can't be throwing Chuck Norris at me like that. That's That's not cool. Sorry. Yeah, you're cooking dinner on your own tonight. So you can't be throwing Chuck Norris at me. All right. Um, my next one. My next one is the powdered wig. All right. So, oh, you oh, you went to the corset. Oh, okay. No, no, no hold on. I, I got it right here. I was, I was right. clicking through, like, which ones. All right. So the powdered wig. Do you have any idea why this came to be? Or did you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. heard it. You yeah, heard it. Yeah. All right. Hey, 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 I have to multitask over here as a producer as well. And So you, you heard me telling Mike, Mike uh, this one. All right, so the powder wig came in the, in the 15th century, all right? Um, you know, and everyone thinks about, like, George Washington, and that came along later in, like, the 18th century. But the powder wig stuck around a long time. The powder wig came to be... Um, because of venereal disease, did you, I mean? Did you hear this before today? I I I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it today. All right. So amongst royals in the 15th century, and amongst uh, wealthy people, syphilis was very, very, very rampant. All right. Two of the symptoms of syphilis is. You put off a very sten- uh, an awful stench, a bad odor. Mm-hmm. So the powder would help with that odor. The other thing is it created male baldness, and it hid the baldness with the powdered wig. Now, it became so associated with the royals, even when syphilis wasn't the reason, it continued amongst royals in, in that area uh, for centuries. Don't don't British judges still wear like types of powder wigs today? Yeah, they still do, they still do. But it sprung from syphilis. Mm. I had no idea until I read it today, and I started going down that fashion, that fashion faux pas. So, all right, what's your next one? All right, all right. So my next one is the paper dress. The paper dress. Hey, right. I, I don't see how this is going to work in Florida very well. I mean. I mean, I mean, I mean for this one here, like it's pretty colors, like, like yeah, that's, it looks good. Yeah, all right. Let me try to pull up the story because because fortunately now I I've, I've been using the laptop to 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 read you're, off the. You're information. jumping all around, aren't you? Yeah. All right. So, so the paper the paper dress are they disposable? Yes, they are. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so today are designed to be only worn like once or twice. Mm. And so basically, it was created in 1966 by 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 the Scott Paper Company. So it's like so it's like the people that make like the paper towels, like, and toilet paper, yeah, tissues, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, 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 also probably they, they seem to be like the more expensive ones now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So but anyway, so basically, this so basically the paper dresses were made out of a product called DuraWeave, a cellulose material made, used already used to make laundry redu- reducing garments for hospital workers. Uh, the dress, which was printed in two patterns, actually, wait, hold on, this that is part for something else. Those particular ones were yeah. in two patterns. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. So basically, so basically, you can get the so you can get one of the dresses in the post along with the coupons for the table or range by saying Scott just one dollar and twenty five set cents. So basically, you get the dresses and 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 a table or a set. 
And, wow. And basically, like, and, and apparently, like, they became, like, a surprise sensation worth of, like, half a million or received less than, like, a year. Half a million orders of paper dress. And what what was the cost of the paper dress? $1.25, along with, uh, along with tableware from them. Tableware? Yes. Wow. Okay. So they sold over... So basically, they sold a half a million of those paper dresses. Yes. That's crazy. Wow. That's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine wearing that on the farm. I can't see it holding together. So I mean, like, and what happens if it rains? You just you you just get soaked, and and, and the paper just sticks it, to you. Would it just like you better be wearing a bra or underwear underneath it? Would those be paper also? Why? Why? I don't know. Well, but, I have but, so many questions. Sweat. I have so many questions about this fad. Yeah. So I, I just I, I can't I can't imagine it. All right, um, I'm going to go to the corset. All right. Now, the corset, and that's kind of the corset that we think of today, the hourglass corset. All right. The corset was originally uh, for both male and female. Mm -hmm. All right. And it was basically uh, to, uh, like, scoliosis and to help back support and to straighten out people's backs. Which you definitely needed. Yeah, probably so. (laughs) I, I have spina bifida. So my back's straight. I'm just missing part of my back. So don't 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 different. Don't go to a chiropractor. Yeah, I can't go to the chiropractor. So, um, but I didn't realize because when you think of the corset, like the corset today is to uh, help women create an hourglass figure, is the, what people think of it as. Um, but there's several several different benefits of the corset but people took it to extreme like they always do all right and um the corset like i said was for men and women in the uh in the 1800s all right one of the benefits is you know how they have the big hoop skirts yeah all right so they have the big hoop skirts the corset would help support the weight of that skirt so that it wouldn't hurt the hips of the women. All right? And as it got to the turn of the century, it became very fashionable, and the fad was to get skinnier. There were women that had their waist down to as small as 12 to 14 inches. All right? Um... I'm not a big guy, and I have a waistline of 32 inches. So that is less than half. That's like the size of my thigh. Actually, it's probably even smaller than that. And they had the women's waist down to that small. And it became very dangerous to uh, the internal organs. Luckily, this went out of fashion. Yeah, so basically yeah, it's like that. This, this is exactly it. Luckily, it's went out of fashion, and now it's only seen sporadically yeah but it was dangerous for women to wear those yeah so 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 does it say in the article like 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 what like when when it, when it became like unpopular for men to wear them like 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 and it like 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 they have like so like the course it became like a woman's icon what well, when it when it became the more hourglass style is when it became uh 
it started leaning towards women more than men. Mm-hmm. All right. With the men, it was more about posture. It was more about they still uh, wanted to look fit. Uh, and um, I think it was Kellogg mm-hmm. um, who used it at his health camp. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you have anything uh, from from that? And Kellogg is the person who invented the cornflake. Yeah. And w- wasn't it because he wanted uh, he didn't want the young boys to uh, bang in the meat? Well, they, he didn't want them. He didn't want them to masturbate. Yep. So it was one one of those things. Did you did you just read that? No, no. I, that's, that's I was going to leave that part out of the show, but you just you basically just took us there. Hey, I, I already knew it from the from the from the beginning. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, but I mean, it was after that when it became more of a uh, a woman's hourglass. Then it stopped being a, a men's uh, a men's item, and it was equal at that time. And then it became more of a women's fashion thing. Mm. All right, what what other ones you got there? All right, so so another item that I have is a very eighties thing. Oh, eighties and nineties actually. Yeah, it's the fanny pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. So actually, so 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 we know it as more of an eighties and nineties thing. Mm-hmm. Scientists have actually found that the earliest fanny pack may have appeared over five hundred years ago, like five 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 thousand years ago. What five thousand years ago? Yeah, like fanny like, pack. Yeah, okay. like, like 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 it was um, so it was around like thirty four hundred uh, B- uh, BC, thirty one hundred BC. It was so basically, so basically it, was, it was it was it was part of the Otzi, aka the Iceman, whose mummified body was discovered in the Otto house between Germany and Austria. Otzi, who lived between sometime between 3400 BCE, wore clothing made from six different animal species and 17 different trees. And apparently, so so Otzi uh, basically uh, uh, it basically created like like like, like a little pouch that that, 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 that that they could put his supplies in and like, like food and all that, like to hunt to yeah. do to, to yeah. do those things. Yes, it completely makes sense, you know. But so that was the original. Man purse. Yes. Okay. The Merce. Yeah. But but but, but then obviously then then became popular in in the nineteen eighties. Uh, I think it was. I'm not sure who did. And, and I, I I I don't. For some reason, I only like like copy and pasted, like like the original like like nineteen eighty story. Uh-huh. So basically, so basically, like so it started in like the nineteen eighties, like 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 ba- like for like tourism in like New York and Japan. Yeah. Like, I well, think, I, and, and that's where I kind of remember it um it being more like a camera situation and i and, and in my mind it kind of sprung out of that yeah um and i know i had i had a fanny pack um what'd you in, put in, in the there? 80s I, I had my members only jacket <laughs> i had my fanny pack and my swatch watch yeah didn't, didn't we wear a fanny pack when we were in africa uh yes yeah we we had a fanny pack to carry uh you know different things i think we had a camera there um you know it's it, yeah. when we were there we took a pretty decent camera and we did some uh uh a lot of a lot of our stuff was in the fanny pack yeah it was a travel pack oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely but the, but then but then 1994 uh the the luxury brand chanel oh, wow. uh, so so it's so released released their own version of a fanny pack that, that apparently like still this day Guess how much they're selling for, like on the resale. Chanel yeah. fanny pack. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I would say 
three thousand dollars. You close four thousand dollars. All right, all right. Yeah. So I, I haven't I haven't went shopping lately, so I haven't caught up with the new trends. Yeah. Yeah, so. then then the base like around like the like the mid nineties to today, like like it, it we still see fanny backs like like ironically, and also surprisingly, also surprisingly like like fanny packs I haven't seen with with like California based like skateboarders because 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 they're always like skating around, so they 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 want like something like quick to open up. They might put like some mm-hmm. stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 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 even so even though like 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 it's a bit jokey, like it's still useful though to keep their Altoids. Yes, to leak. Have you, have you ever had a fanny pack? I don't remember you having a fanny pack. I, so I think Flag of College gave me a fanny pack, but I haven't used it. All right. I think we're going to see a lot of fanny packs this weekend uh, at the As If Festival, the 90s Fest. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of the fanny packs in there. But, but, but I really hope uh, Pete brings one as well when, when, when he introduces Vanilla Ice. I think I think he'll have his fanny pack on. Yeah. All right. Um, what are my last ones? Do you have any more? Or is that all you got? Uh, that's all I got. But I can quickly – but we can do like a rapid-fire one. All right. Um, you want to do some rapid-fire stuff? All right. The last one I have is uh, uh, shoes shrinking uh, – Wealthy Chinese girls. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. All right. So in the 14th century around that time, it was thought that a woman uh, of power should not have to walk. All right. And it was still to this day, women in China with small feet are considered more attractive than women with big feet. Mm. Did you realize that? No. All right. So it started off as they would actually put the young girl's feet in these almost box-like chambers to keep their feet from growing. And then they would get carried or they would be escorted from place to place. And I think it's so crazy, 800 years later, in China, it is still considered, if you have big feet, considered to be unattractive. You've never heard that at all? I have not heard that at all. All right. That's that's, that's the the strangest fad that I have. All right. So you say you have some rapid fire stuff. We got like four minutes to go. Yeah. All right. All right. So what I have right now is a is a website. Okay. So what what I'm going to do is is is, is pull up the website like on here, and we're just going to react to like like whatever you see on screen. So it's probably best recommended to use your phone so you can see a close up of it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's start with uh, this designer from Paulo Carzana. Carzana. Okay. What so what do you like what's like the first reaction you see? All right. It looks like um burlap bags. Yes. Is yeah. that what it is? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. So so it's basically like so basically they're wearing the pant like the style is basically like they're wearing the pants but but but, that, but like but like the like the jacket's like above them like like Oh, oh, that's a jacket above them. Okay, I couldn't even tell what that was. Yeah. Where is this a, a fashion designer, like a recent it fashion is. designer? It is. Oh All right. my gosh, All right. that's horrible. Next one, uh, Yingy Lu. It basically looks like a, a Dutch, like like, like 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 a bad American play based on the Dutch. Okay, this looks like Harry Potter gone bad. <laughs> 
Wow, I'm not hating on the socks. They look very, you know. They definitely look comfortable. The, the socks look very, very supportive. All right, next so, one. Okay. Uh, Vin and Omi. It so definitely looks like uh, the inside of a Teletubby, like like the, the it, it definitely looks like 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 a lot a lot of like bright colors like everywhere like if if it if you have Asperger's it definitely looks like a stimulus overload. All right, what is and I can't is she wearing a mask on the one on the right? No, it looks like it's supposed to be like like face paint. I think like to like look like, like, like to represent like like different races like I. Okay, it's like the uh, Michael Jackson video, black and white. Yep, basically it. Okay, all right, I can see that. That's still super weird. All right, next one, Pam Hogg. Oh boy, Pam Hogg. That is basically a Lady Gaga set. You can't wear this stuff out. <laughs> all right, Blake. And here, here's we got like we got like three minutes left. All right, um, fashion trend. That you think was the coolest to you um, as you were doing your research? I'll probably have to say it was like, like the most interesting was the paper dresses, like 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 seeing seeing like 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 paper that we use, like paper paper that that, that gets produced at, at, at like the same factory as like the toilet paper, paper towels, printing paper. That that that, that can be worn as a dress. Yeah. That, like that amazes me. All right. So you think if they you think that one could make a comeback? If they make the paper product better, that could possibly make a comeback. Possibly, yes, but 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 I think a lot of people will probably use it a lot, like a lot more, and still get the value out of it. Like if if, if they can use it for like three to four times, and then like it was originally only designed for like one or two time uses, then All right. To me, to me, the decade that stood out to me. Um, was the 30s and 40s, uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And the reason, because with me, fashion, and and fads, it all comes down to what, Blake? It all comes down to uh, to human interest. No. Blake, help you out here. Baldness? No. What am I wearing? A hat. Come on, man. Fedora? Yeah, it comes down to the hat. You got to have a good hat. All right, you wear a hat a lot. You wear ball caps a lot. I haven't got you into hats yet, so we we got to work on that. But to me, that was the coolest generation. The gangsters knew how to do it right. Yeah, and even the politicians. And and it comes up up to the '60s um, with the really quality hats, and then it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to bring back bring back the quality hats. So yeah, yeah BBB because unfortunately I BBB because I keep dragging you out of the, out of the Panama City Hat Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I I don't just go there. I'm I'm more of a Stetson guy uh, than anything else. So I like my Stetsons. All right, Blake. That's the end of our show. Uh, again, I want to say thank you to all our sponsors. Um, Blake, appreciate it. Great job pushing all those buttons. We didn't lose anybody uh, along the way. Um, we almost wrapped up early. We, we we had to we had to create like new tangents on the spot. Well, you you, you threw some rapid fire at us and, get, and got us there. Um, but uh, if you would, if you enjoy the show, please hit that share button. Uh, if you did a little bit of laughing and learning with us, we appreciate it. Um, this is Bollocks Talks and Tangents, and we'll be back next week.